What's going on, everybody? And welcome into the 11th installment of the Dogs Basketball Podcast with your host Nate Malone, joined by Noah Lurch as usual. Noah, what's going on on this Monday, August 9th? Yeah, uh, back in the studio. We got into last week. We got some good news. Uh, about time this happened, we'll discuss that. Uh, we actually got another mailbag today. That's good, and we'll give you a little recruiting update. That's right, yeah, and you just mentioned uh, something that's been long overdue for the Hall of Fame uh, that definitely should have happened a long, long time ago, especially after, if, if we're talking like the five-year whatever after the career's over, then yeah, he should have been in a long time ago. We'll discuss that here shortly. We'll give a recruiting update. We have a lot of new guys to talk about, of interest and offers. Uh, we'll discuss a little bit about some talk that's been going on about the schedule uh, and then some other little stuff that have happened that's been kind of dry as we've talked about multiple times. So we'll just get into a couple of things that have come to our attention and that are on our feed on our Twitter account. And we, yeah, you mentioned the mailbag. We'll get to that later. It has something to do with our opening segment. No one here we are. Randall Falker, the great Randall Falker, who we grew up with one of the key cogs of that amazing run of that team in the mid-2000s. Finally getting his just due. No, it's about dang time. Yeah, uh, off those great Saluki teams as us growing up, uh, him, Brian, and Jamal is the only one in the Hall of Fame so far. And I believe there's probably somebody else I'm forgetting off the top of my head just thinking about it. But uh, off those great Saluki teams, there's – not everybody's in yet, and we'll get to that in the mailbox question. And uh, but yeah, this is with what the numbers he put up and what he done for this program. It's about time. You're right, and you did mention the players of the of the core of that group that yeah, all you know had their key role and you know all of their success reflects being here too. But Randall was arguably top two on that team, right behind Jamal. Brian was young at that time. Obviously, we know how important he is and the Tony Youngs and the Matt Shaws, but Randall was the second best player on that team, most important player on that team. So, yeah, I mean, especially when you look back at his accolades here, no others. I mean, it's unbelievable how he's been left off. Two-time first-team All-NBC, the 07, which was the best year of our lives that we can remember. Uh, he was Defensive Player of the Year that year in the Missouri Valley. He, In his four years, he ranks all-time – uh, among the all-time great forwards, he finished his career with 1,300 points, sixth in career rebounding with 905, and he's all-time leader in block shots. I mean, when you have those records, Noah, I mean, I just just keep saying, like, how is he not in here? It's been how long? he His career ended in 2008. It's been, what's that math? 13 years? 13. Unbelievable. Which, yeah, we know, the, we know the thing. You have to be out five years. So that's a big one, but uh, yeah, it's just as soon as we seen it, we was like, it's about damn time. I mean, we know back in right out of the gate, back in I believe it was thirteen, Jamal went in right away after his. I think that's five. Do the yeah, five. Jamal went in in thirteen. You have the list, don't you? Yeah, what are some notable ones. Yeah, Jamal went back in thirteen, but uh, Darren Brooks went back in eleven. Uh, Kent Williams was in ten. Uh, going. Burton Faye is not in this whole thing either. Uh, I don't think he's been out. 
I guess no, he's not. But because uh... when we were the open house, you know, uh, right behind where the, everybody spoke on the podium, they had you know the Hall of Fame and all the people behind him. I, I guess I didn't see Faye. I, I don't think I saw Matt. Shaw. Yeah, that was that was that was part of the rough stretch. Faye played in, but uh. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, Brian went in in 18 with Jamarian Dearman. About time for that one. And Bruce Weber as a coach. Uh, 19 was Chris Lowry. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah we talked before, to catch off there, we were talking right before that, uh, you know, Chris Lowry was a great player in the 90s, as we know. And he coached that great 07 team and stuff. And we talked about how, you know, the players on that team weren't his players. You know, he came into something great. And, you know, we don't think he deserves to be in there as a coach. You know, he rightfully deserves to be in as a player. But, you know, especially with the, the years leading after all those players graduated, that there were so many rough times. I mean, if anything, it was the year Brian's last final years, and they, you know, they had good teams that they played in that season, but they weren't going anywhere really. Or what was it, the NIT year in 08? So, I mean, <clears throat> outside of that, yeah, I mean, we're not – at times, we haven't been too fond of Chris Lowry because of those reasons, but we know at, at the time he coached one of, besides the team that won the championship long ago, Walt Frazier, that that was the best team in school history. You could say the, the early 2000, like the 02 team maybe. But, yeah, uh, Chris, as you mentioned, and uh, I was going to mention something else. I forgot. All right. What else you got, Noah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... We can go into – you got anything else on – Well, just the fact that there was something else I wanted to mention I forgot about. But, yeah, MVP of the 06 NBC tournament, uh, three straight tournament appearances with the Sweet 16, as we talked about. And he's been playing professionally in Europe. We don't know if that has had anything to do with pushing it back. Like, they waited till they were officially done playing. I don't know. That's I the would, only thing we could think of. I would doubt it. But, uh, yeah, I think – I think last year, because of COVID, they did not have a 2020 class, if I remember correctly. So they pushed everything back last to this year. So he could have been last year. But I think with COVID, they didn't have a class, if I remember correctly. No, I think you're right. And, and then it says here that Randall resides in St. Louis now. I'm pretty sure he's done playing basketball. And he's an excavator and a landscaper, so good for him. So shout out to him. Hopefully we'll get him back just like how we did Jamal recently. We'll get Randall back in the building. Well, we will, obviously, when he gets inducted. Homecoming weekend. Hopefully he can manage to stick around here. St. Louis, obviously, as we know, is not too far away. Yeah, I'm on the website, and this was the Hall of Fame started back in September of 01. For former student-athletes, you have to have five years since final year of eligibility. It'd be Olympic qualifier, All-American recognition, All-Conference selection, Conference Specialty Award, NCAA Statistical Leader, SIU All-Time Career Leader, and Major category. Other considerations may include ac- other academics and after le- leaving the university, but uh, the athletic director also can add other athletes deemed worthy of this consideration. But there is a place on here you can go in there, and I'm going to click on it now and nominate a coach or athlete. I mean, he literally met every single one of those things you just said. NCAA tournament success, you know, uh, regular Name season. Name of athlete. Conference success. I might do that after we're done, after our mailbag, because i got a few to nominate. Yeah, we'll mention that in the mailbag, as you said, and it's just crazy. We're so glad he's finally in here. Uh, and I think the one thing I forgot that I ended up saying was, obviously, Brian went in as a player, and hopefully one of these days we can say that Brian can go in as a coach. That will be the first, uh, I think, yeah, the first – person to go in as a player and a coach, I'd assume. So I don't know if they would do it again. They just know that he's in there, but 
they'll just have his years as a player. They'll have his years as a coach. Because we read off the coaches that are in there, right? Yeah, we did. Hartman and... Hartman, Heron, Weber, and uh, there's one more. You can argue Cindy Stein will be in there one day. Absolutely. Uh, so you can add her. We're hoping Nick Hill and Brian Mullins make that someday. So Men's basketball coaches. Uh, Harry Gallatin was the other one. So I think that's what sparked the thought of Brian maybe one day down the road. So we mentioned Cindy and then Brian and Nick. Yeah, it looks like there's. Um, we we talked about Barry. Barry had you know really rough times <clears throat> as soon as he got here, and then his later years when we got, as we mentioned earlier, the caveats and the <clears throat> Armand Fletchers that we thought it was going to turn around. He's had 20 win seasons, as we've said, yes, but he just never had the never got over the hump in the tournament. So what did he got to Saturday one time? So and it was recently. So we're not going to see him. So there's just other other names, and we'll get to some more in our mailbag. So let's just hold off to that. Yeah, I think by my count, there's adding Randall. Is there's there's now 53 men's basketball players in our Hall of Fame. Nice, and it's pretty prestigious. You know, as we know, a lot of teams or a lot of either college or pro have either a Hall of Fame or a Ring of Honor or something. So it's really cool. You know, obviously, a lot of schools do it, but I think ours is a little bit more prestigious. That's that's not biased at all. So we'll talk about that in our mailbag. So, you know, moving on, we did have a uh, – we do have a little bit of recruiting update. Not a whole lot, but uh, some uh, – four new guys to talk about. Yeah, we do. Uh, getting into that, since we last talked, uh, we, we think we had – we made somebody's interest. I believe that uh, – Kareem Rozier, he plays for the Mean Streets, so that's with, like, Robbie Avila, and uh, we know Coach Maman has that old Mean Streets connection. So uh, we have – it says, Max Feldman says, as of recent, Kareem Rozier is being recruited hardest by Southern Illinois, Duquesne, Eastern Michigan, Northwood, and Miami, Ohio. He's a lively floor general and creative playmaker, frenetic perimeter defender. I know that probably jumps out for Brian Mullins if he's a – that good of a perimeter defender because that's what Brian loves to do. But uh, also, uh, we uh, Isaiah Davis posted his offer slash interest. I believe this There's is a lot of them. Yeah, I believe this is just only interest from us. But uh, teams like Evansville, App State, uh, Lipscomb, Indiana State. Yeah, teams like Florida that. State. Looks like uh, Youngstown's on there, Miami, Ohio, Mercer, Eastern Kentucky, and looks like some D two schools are on there Air as Force. well. So. That is some. Um, that's he says it's been awesome to have some summer. I'm so thankful for the schools that have shown interest and those that have offered me. So that is another one to add to the list. And we effort, offered Sammy Pieces. He's a French point guard. He plays down in the at a middle Georgia prep down in Georgia. So we have offered him. It looks like an international guy. Yeah, he's French. French. He's French. He's yes. Three. So yeah. Then uh, another offer we had was Jackson Pavletsky, I would pronounce his name. As a junior, he was a WBCA first-team All-State. Uh, he averaged 19-6-4 and shot 58% from the field, 56 from three, and 87 from the line. So we have offered him. So That's one thing we've heard the mention about maybe this upcoming season for our group that we can improve our free throw shooting. We didn't. 
as we talked about the team before and like improving rebounding or depth, we didn't really mention free throw shooting. We had outside of maybe our bigs, uh, Anthony's probably the only good free throw shooter as a big that we need to improve that. I think Cash was a decent free throw shooter, so that just reminds me that that's another big important part. This yeah, Jackson is a 6'3 guard. He's out of Kimberly, Wisconsin, so that Wisconsin connection is staying strong in our recruiting processes. And I believe there was one more. Uh, we have mentioned him before, but Braden Appellens, he is from down in Missouri. We have uh, shown interest in him as well, such as but schools like Belmont, SLU, Drake, Creighton, Baylor, Missouri, and Utah have all shown interest as well. Yeah, that's, that's from Jake Lieberman, who, again, we rely on a lot for stuff. Yeah, Wichita State, teams like that. Uh, so it'll be – that'd be a huge get. I believe he is a three-star guard, so. Understandable, and we were trying to figure out how to pronounce his last name. Appellans or Applehans, whatever. We'll, we'll figure – if we were to find out officially down the road, that's if, if we land this kid. So we'll just say that we think it is right now. So it's either one of those. So those are those four. That's about, it seems about it. You know, everyone else that we've been in on or anything, it's been kind of quiet recently, right, now. Yeah, uh, not much going on in the recruiting process. Uh, right now, it's more like a quiet period for a lot of teams. But uh, I know that um, I believe since we last talked, uh, Missouri State landed a guy. I think I mentioned on the last pod, just going around the valley. Uh, but uh, other than that, I know uh, Loyola made a top seven for Connor Isagan. Teams like Butler, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Wake Forest, and Creighton are in on him. Uh, UNI is the guy. Trey Campbell committed to UNI. That was the one since we last talked. So around the Valley, a lot of – it's been quiet. Teams have been going – Offering guys in Missouri State, you got new black road jerseys, it looks like. So, I don't know if you've seen those. But oh, I have, yeah. Just so, with the, the huge logo that's on the middle of their court that's too big. It's just the logo that's on those jerseys. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty nice. But, uh, yeah, been really quiet around the valley uh, as well, but uh, besides those couple things. But I say since everybody's in a kind of a, kind of a dead period, it feels like, but uh, not much going on. No, and we wanted to mention how uh, we do retweet, uh, what's his name, John Rothstein tweeting every day about how many days it is till college basketball, and that's uh, higher programs, as we know, that continue their or start their MTEs, and we're about, we're about a couple days off of his countdown. We are officially 102 days from that November 19th from facing <clears throat> Colorado, and, you know, we mentioned all the recent other teams around the Valley that have had their MTs. I'm sure theirs is around the same time, too. So it's around 100 days for everybody in the Missouri Valley. So cannot wait. That was something we wanted to get to. So, yeah, not a lot with recruits. And because it is a little bit 100, 100 days in general for this upcoming season, like we want we want updates on, like, Foster's foot, how Ben Harvey's doing. Like, we might end up looking into our insiders about what's going on there. We might, you know, for the next one, give, you know, whatever. But the team, we know the team probably won't come up with that for a while unless they release more videos. And then we'll see if some of those guys are in or not. Yeah, I believe that, uh, I think ties are away till school starts as right right now. So not much to report on. But, uh, yeah, we we are waiting for this season. But as we know, football season's in full spring. So 
we are in on that. But yeah, uh, don't forget to check out our Instagram, Dodds Dogs Podcast. We are putting offers and stuff on there as well. So uh, don't forget to check that out. But uh, we can talk about uh, we're slowly. We talked to Brian, or he mentioned at the open house about the schedule, how they're still working on it. We did get a DM from, um, you remember who it was from? Was it Alex again? Alex. Alex Zimmerman. Yeah, he messaged us. Uh, any idea? Because uh, I know Indiana State's non-conference is coming out, a couple other teams. He wanted to know. And I, Brian said they are working on finalizing some things. And uh, I know Todd was – somebody asked Todd on Twitter, and Todd said it's usually October. But – I feel like it didn't a, seem right. Yeah, I feel like that comes out. I feel like the open house was. I think Brian said a couple weeks, so that's what we told Alex. But just to get into that, what we have right now, I do know home games. We have uh, we have Southern Miss at home. That is a makeup from cancellation of COVID. We went down there and blew a big lead a couple years ago. Not a good one. Uh, that was tough. Austin P, who is usually pretty good at the OVC, is coming. Then a, I believe this is we'd be a bye game. We'd be Alcorn State is coming in to play us at the Banterra Center. Then road games that we know of right now, we are making up at San Francisco since they came here a couple of years ago. Very solid club out of there. Then we're going down to Tulsa, which I believe that is, I think I read it's like we're getting paid for that one, like 58K or something, I believe. It would be nice to go there and get a win with that money. So, yeah, a lot of those, I believe we'd be paying, like, Alcorn State coming in, we're paying them. But uh, I believe that was, I think Todd tweeted something about that. But uh, we also, pending agreements, uh, we're trying to sign a new home-and-home with SEMO and Murray State. So we're trying to. And we're thinking Brad Corn's going to turn SEMO around a little bit here shortly. Yeah. So that'd be a nice matchup. So, uh, as we know, we play them every year almost, besides this okay. Yeah, we're working on extensions or yeah, extensions with them, home and home with SEMO and Murray State. And it's unlikely for Duquesne's canceled game from last year because that was just a out of a blue game. So that's l- unlikely to be made up. But we do have the Paradise Jam. So we know we have that to look at as well. So kick off with the Paradise Jam. Then uh, November 12th is Austin P. The 26th is Alcorn State. The 11th is Tulsa. We kick off the Paradise Jam on the 19th of November. So yeah, November, yeah, November 12th. So that, that's coming before the tournament. Yeah, so, yeah we'll have a game before then. So yeah, okay, we need to start mentioning that and remembering that now. According to Todd, confirmed that on August 5th, a couple of days ago, we we retweeted. So everybody go check that out, get the details on that. So yeah, so now whatever that man, that's an extra week before. So now we are. 95 days from our first game, November 12th. So, yeah, that is that. Austin P. I I mean, they've they've gone to the tournament recently, right? They've had OVC success, OVC tournament success recently. So that's a good game. Yeah, that OVC is a has some good team. Yeah, that is a solid game. And uh, what else can we talk about? Oh, this I think we. We didn't mention mention this, but since our last pod, Sean Paul came out with his top 100 mid-major college basketball players, and Lance Jones or Marcus Damas did not make the list. But since then, he has deleted his tweet, I believe. But I can still click on his link, and I can see top 100 guys. So uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, it's kind of crap, for being honest. I mean, Lance Jones... 
Well, we if, if there were to be an argument for Marcus, it's because he was hurt, obviously. I mean, and he only had that one first year where he was good. Yeah, I don't know where he would have been. Let's say he had one after his freshman year where, you know, where he would have landed on that. And he was hurt. So maybe for Marcus's case, that's reasonable. But Lance took over, showed out. He was 13 this past year in the Valley. Arguably could have been higher than that. He had to carry this team. And we didn't have any success, really. Awful conference record. But Lance did what he had to do. Both of them, and definitely Lance. 100? Are you kidding me? Yeah, to look at uh, around the Valley who is on this list, the highest ranked is at 26. You have Gage Prim out of Missouri State at 38. Let's go through one at a time. We're not disagreeing with that. They probably was the only one that could stop great Gage Prim last year. He is going to unleash this year, and they're going to be a problem. As we until know. J.D. gets a hold of him. Uh, 38 out of Missouri State as well. Isaiah Mosley. As we know, Isaiah was a, a four-star recruit. We were surprised that he went there, and he, he did pretty well. Stayed home. This his first year, he stayed home. Now they have their own super team here, and not surprised to see that one either. At uh, 46, you have Roman Penn out of Drake. We know he got hurt at the end yeah, of the year, missed the postseason play. They would have made some noise, I believe. At 58, because of injury, he thinks he's this low, but he should be a lot higher, is at a Northern Iowa, A.J. Green. Would you agree with injury? That is why he's so low. Yeah, I mean, he's, he was a player of the year, and he had NBA aspirations before this injury, before he came back last yeah, year. Yeah, he so. tested NBA waters after a freshman he year. De- so definitely worth it. 62 got a, also got hurt last year. Tank Hemphill out of Drake. So, uh, I disagree with that. He's, that he's is pretty great good. Talent. He's great talent. Is there Lucas Williamson on this? Yes, he is next. At 65 okay. is Lucas Williamson out of Loyola. I think he was my mock draft awards MVP, so – we mentioned before we'll get to that way down the road before we'll do that yeah we'll get there as soon as possible uh 81 this might be a little low as good of a player he is tyreek key at indiana state heck of a scorer we know he's back again for another year which we thought he may go elsewhere for his final year of eligibility but coaching change and everything yeah we, we know he liked greg lansing a lot so his jersey might be in those rafters one day then, with Larry Bird. Then we have two honorable mentions, which our guys didn't even make this honorable mention. Austin Fife had a UNI, had a kind of a down year after his big year, year before, then Marquise Kennedy at Loyola. Kennedy's a, he's a good player. Fife should not be on this list. Yeah, I mean, how can you have a guy who, yeah, was on a bad team, who didn't do anything, be on the honorable mentions for this? It's kind of crazy. Like, how do you, there's a reason why he deleted it. I mean, he took some heat. And I know a Paxton guy commented on it and asked, like, you know, are we still considering it Zaga mid-major, which yeah, Always. we should, because of just the conference they're in. You know, we think it, it sucks geographically, but if we look at to see what, you know, college football is going to do in the next four or five years, it not, geography doesn't matter in terms of what conference. They could easily go to the Pac-12 if they wanted to or something, which I think they should. I know they want to keep – beaten up and getting to the tournament every year, but I think they could obviously compete in the Pac-12. So that's just an example of, yeah, I mean, they're in there team-wise, but yeah, player-wise, what we have. Lance Jones should be on this list. Absolutely. Uh, Also around the Valley, uh, we can, uh, tomorrow, if everybody wants to tune in to see what happens, the Valpo University is renaming their basketball team 
So that will be cool to find yeah, out. Yeah, the favorite for that is the Dune Hawks. Right? Yeah, the Dune Hawks, which is a some kind of bird up out of Indiana, some kind of. You know, that's kind of I don't. No one else has that team, obviously, because it's a state bird. So I think that's definitely what they should do. Is is that the favorite? Is that maybe what it's going to be? Yeah, I think another couple others were like uh, I don't even remember what they were called. Yeah, there's one tweet I saw. Koalas, maybe. Yeah, that was via. Todd, Maybe he was just joking about that, but no, uh, no one else has that name. You would stick out with a name like that. Yeah, uh, I was. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, so you'll tune in tomorrow, find out. But getting into this mailbag, we, we have uh, just a couple more things. Oh, we do. Uh, just I, don't know, I guess we didn't even really have to mention it, but uh, Gray Dog was in a, another mascot madness that they had. Uh, uh, Missouri Valley did a poll. And made it all the way to the tournament and faced off against Boomer of Missouri State, which is just looks like the prototypical bear. You know, obviously we know Saluki sticks out; it's different. Nothing about that bear shows anything that it should should have won this. You mentioned Missouri State was buying their votes. I mean, if anything, Bradley's got the best mascot. We got some bots. Bat. Cool bats voting for Missouri State. Essay, your great dog was winning there for a long time, and then Missouri State came down for the finish. We wanted to mention that great dog got. Uh, uh, whatever the word is, screwed. And then we want to mention lots of bots. We always mention whenever it's Follow Friday. I think we missed one since our last spot, maybe. But Kyler was the one this. So go give Kyler Filowich a pivotal piece to this team. Go give him a follow. That was from a couple Fridays ago. So yeah, Noah. Let's wrap this quick pot up with a mailbag. We mentioned the Hall of Fame. Randall Falker finally getting in. And we wanted to talk about you know we talk about Brian maybe someday as a coach and they kill someday as a coach. Uh, Cindy Stein, blah, blah, blah. We could mention Barry doesn't deserve it really. Um, but some other, let's get into players. You know, coaches, you can't because there's only been a certain amount. But player wise, especially we know of a couple that have been gone for five years. Let's get into who know other players that should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, this is from Lane and Heron. Can't forget to mention him out. Thanks for sending a mailbag into us. Uh, don't forget, people, you can send to us, comment, whatever. But he, yeah, he does want to know who we think else also should be in the Hall of Fame. One that sticks out to me, uh, both of us played for him at Marion High School, uh, Shane Hawkins, one of the greatest greatest three-point shooters ever in SIU history. I believe he holds some records for the three-point percentage or something over there. So that is one that immediately came to my mind. Uh, yeah, and we recall playing for him in high school that he uh... – he recalled us before we went back and found proof, because obviously we know we know Shane. We know he's a little bit of a jokester. You know, maybe he would stretch the truth a little bit. But we know we have heard of him before how great of a shooter he is. But we found proof. Yeah, he dropped what seven threes against Syracuse. Had however many points in the tournament. I mean, he was a pivotal piece, and you know he's a big part of um, you know Troy Hudson's in the Hall of Fame. And I bet you know obviously he got his own shot. I think Shane mentioned before about how many times he shot. And, you know, every single time he touched the ball. So I was going to say they're both pivotal for each other's success, I'm sure, in those teams in the late 90s. So, yeah, you could definitely argue with Shane. And we mentioned, I think, on the last one or recently on maybe football about uh, his NCAA issues that he's dealt with um, to where he hasn't been able to – because we, we think he's good enough to be a coach in the, NFL, in, the uh, in college basketball and he hasn't uh, – Got the opportunity because of something that happened back in the day in regards to violating rules. So uh, he could definitely 
being there. He's, he's arguably the best shooter the school's ever had. So, what, what, do you have anything else on him? Do you have any stats or anything? Um, I'm looking at the records right now, seeing what rec, trying to see what records he Probably holds. single season threes. I know Chris Lowry. He's probably on I know he was. Uh, he he finished seventeenth in scoring at thirteen eighty four. I don't. I believe that's updated through last year. So he is seventeenth in scoring. Um, other than that, I don't see. I'm trying to look through. Like that single season threes, probably career threes. I mean, he played for. Does it have his his years he played here for? Uh, he how many played four year guy. Yeah, he was at a local Pinckneyville, 95 to 98, so right when we were born, right yeah, around that yeah. time. So, I mean, he, he has the qualifications, and, you know, like I said, pivotal piece for Rich Heron back in the day. You know, so, I mean, I'm sure he, as we said, Randall, because they mentioned the qualifications for it. You know, Randall's definitely qualified, and I'd say Shane probably is too. And he was on, I wonder how many times they made the tournament back in the 90s. No, I don't remember yeah, off the top of my head. As, two, as soon as 2000 hit, that's when it all hit from there to the middle. Of the he season. played with the great Troy Hudson on his team, so it just has – it doesn't have it on the list, but as annual three-point field goal leaders, uh, Shane in 94-95 made 72. Um, then uh, the next two years, Troy hold the record, then Shane got it again with 96. So it just shows – it doesn't show a list. It just shows annual three-point – so yeah, you can't go wrong. You know, I hope that that NCA issue isn't the reason why he's not inducted. I wouldn't assume. So I don't know how serious that is. You know, I don't think it's like he got arrested. You know, anything of that nature. It's just, if it was anything too bad, he wouldn't be able to coach high school sports. I right. Would say. Anyway, it's, I think it's just the NCA sanction thing where you know they kick people out. Kind of thing where high school you might be safe. So. As you know, he's currently at Carville High School. We coached him. Your senior year is his last year at Marion, right? 2016. That so is been, correct. He's been at Carville ever since. We knew he lived in Carville, so we just made the change. One of the coach's sons, I would say. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're pretty good talent. So I know a couple of the sons are still there. So, so yeah, yours is Shane. I'm going to go more recent, especially since it's getting to the point where of his five years, Anthony Bean Jr., uh, just off the top of my head, you know, he definitely is – he's tied for most points ever scored at SIU Arena slash Banterra Center. Um, and I remember the game it was. He ended up hitting his head on the floor, and he shot a free throw. I think he only made one of two free throws, and if he made them both, he would have uh, broke it, but he only made one, so he tied the record, and then he got taken out of the game for – obviously for concussion protocols, so he didn't finish. I was really hoping he would have got that. So he, that's where he stands record-wise. And I'm sure, where is he in scoring? I mean, he was so much fun to watch. He was legit. He's the player that we've been coveting before Marcus and Lance got here for these last couple of years. We thought Armand was kind of like that, uh, just a guy you can, who can go get a bucket and drop 20-something points. Anthony was on a lot of 20-win 20, 20 teams. So where does he stand? Uh, I don't know. I found the three-point field goal records. Uh, Shane, is, for a career, was no, is number one in three-point field goals made, 314. Uh, Anthony Bean, speaking of him, is fifth with 193. Um, career attempted, Shane is number one by over 150 with 805. Uh, three-point field goal percentage-wise, uh, Shane ended up being ninth at 
wonder, is it attempted on there? I wonder if he's number one and attempted. So yeah, that's what I just said. 805 attempted. And second is Kent Williams with 635. Let's, uh, field goals a season. He is second with uh, 96 back in 97-98. Then attempted in a season. He is second behind Troy, Hutt Troy Hudson in 96-97. Attempted 362 threes. Couldn't imagine being his teammate back then. I mean, you knew he was the guy. He's straight out of Carbondale. I mean, when he got to the NBA. Yeah, they had the local guys. Shane was from Pinckneyville. He's from Carbondale. Had the local guys back then. Yeah, we wish that was the case more now. But back to the uh, to Anthony and how close that he was to not, probably not even being at SIU. As we know, he's from the normal area, middle of the state, Illinois State country. And if it wasn't for his dad coming here, yes, he would not have came here. Shout out to Barry. Which is pretty crazy for getting that. He knew the talent, so he gave his dad a job. And Senior was a pretty dang good coach. I remember as soon as Barry stepped down, we were thinking of any potential suitors in-house. If it wasn't out-house, that Senior was going to be near the top of that list. So thankfully that Anthony spent his time here and was not for Illinois State. That would have been awful. He would have been on the Paris Lee teams, the Phil Fane teams. They were they – were, He's a little older than those guys, but Anthony he would have been even more unstoppable back then. Anthony Bean is third all-time with 1917. So, 1,917 points scored in 129 games. As I said before, I don't think first ballot doesn't matter as much in this case as it would for professional, but he, he is the utmost of first ballot. So, the Hall of Famer, Anthony Bean Jr., like we said, with Dan Sobson out this year, 2022 will be the year that he makes it. Shane Hawkins finished 17th with 1,384. So, uh, just to show you how crazy Chico Vaughn was back in the day, he, he only played 85 games and scored 2,088 points. What those years? 59 to 62. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, we mentioned the competition, how it was even 30-some years ago, let alone that long ago. But you know, nobody could stop him, and you got to take advantage of what you have and, you know, your opportunities, and you made the most of it, so... Yeah, that's incredible. So Anthony Bean Jr. and Shane Hawkins. We know Anthony will make it. We we mentioned Jeremy Chen. It's too bad that it has to he has to wait five years. He'll be a veteran in the NFL by then. Hopefully, still doing what he's doing. Hopefully, has still has an incredible three more, career. three more years, three more years for Jeremy. And like I said, if there was ever a time for somebody to break that and go in earlier, it'd be Jeremy. You know, he had a couple years, like in terms of his school success. But you got to give it to people that. You know, made it to the next level. Rules are old. And I'm not disagreeing with the rules. I'm just saying, if there was you anybody, can, it'd be him. There's a lot of, yeah, these requirements you got to go through are kind of silly, but hey, you want to nominate an athlete? Go on the website and you can nominate them. We'll listen to us, maybe. Yeah, just talking about football. Michael Pruitt, his was long overdue. He's been out for seven years. You know, he could have been first ballot with the records he had, too. So, just crazy, and it, this will keep growing and keep get, every year it'll end up being as good as it the year uh, before that. Yeah, I'm not I sure how they decide this, whether they have a ballot system or because, like we said, the qualifications Randall Falker met every qualification, so yeah, yeah there's something to it. I'm not know. sure what the how they. I don't. I don't think it'd be a ballot system because a lot of these guys have been in right away. If you asked us around open house or before that, if you asked us a month ago. Do you guys think Randall Falker's in the Hall of Fame? We would have said, no. absolutely. Because if, if we didn't know of it off the top of our head, 
we would have said, yeah, we think he is, you know, because why not, you know, how important he was. Because before that, we didn't look on the board, because like I said, we thought Faye and Shaw are, they deserve to be in as well, you know, it's just, I don't know what, they're, what they've been doing. They honored, you know, the guys that paved the way, the Kent Williams, the Darren Brooks of the world, Jermaine Dearmans, they, you know, Jermaine got in the last couple of years, I mean, guys that just, they should have been first ballot. It's plain and simple. Thirteen years for Randall's. We've already been at pretty much at a loss for words this whole time talking about it. So crazy. Second best player on those teams, the best teams ever. So, so another a short pod here today. Uh, like we said, it's been it's been almost two weeks since our previous one, so it might be the case next time. You know, like I said, only four. Even though it's pretty big news, four new recruits that we're we're in on, interested in. Uh, so stuff like that will drop. And like we said, we could have an all-mailbag pod. If you guys shout out to Lane for his today, if you guys want to follow in Lane's footsteps, do the same, DM, do all that stuff. We can have an all-mailbag if, if you guys can muster up questions. We, we've, we've covered a lot, especially if we talk about the current team and then, you know, and past teams or past history. Best, you know, we've covered a lot. So if you guys can uh, be creative in talking about – you know, specific because we know Mitchell. What was Mitchell's a week ago? We talked about you know the first team and all, second team all time. Well, that's cool stuff. And then talk about the Hall of Fame this this go around. So if you guys can get creative, be sure to do that, and we'll be sure to have an all mailbag because it'll be pretty dry. It'll be all football, pretty much, but ninety percent football from here on out, leading up to the season. We wanted to mention Noah. We might as well mention it now just because we're on the subject, even though we can mention it down the road more. We mentioned football. We'll be doing one before the game, pregame, like a day before, and then as soon as we can after each game. But theirs is every week. You know, basketballs, there'll be two a week. So we'll be sure to kind of do the same. We'll preview and then talk about it. So it'll kind of be the same thing, a couple each week, depending upon, or, you know, around, revolving around each game. So expect those with that. We will uh remind you guys of that down the road as the season goes on so that's all we got for today so turn your tweet notifications on be sure to keep following us with spotify noah mentioned our instagram get go give that a follow because if you if you miss some stuff on twitter you can always follow us on instagram and everything that we talk about or any news on twitter goes to the instagram so we also have story if we put it on our story we have highlights for you guys to go back and uh, recall something that you maybe missed that we posted that's still on there and saved. So be sure to give that a follow. Like I said, all any notification system. Spotify, we, we tried for Apple Podcasts, didn't we, Noah? And Google Podcasts. Is that up? Are people able to do that, or is that still a work in progress? Uh, Google is up. Uh, Apple, there was something with something. We are working on that right now. So, yeah, Google Podcasts, you can find us there as well. If you have Spotify, you know, you can have an account, or you don't have to, I know. Somebody that I know doesn't have an account, just has the app itself and still able to listen. So be sure to do that. Spotify is our main because we use Spotify mainly. So be sure to check that out. So keep updated on everything we got going here and for Dogs Football. So until next time, my name is Nick Malone. No alerts. See you next time for Dogs Basketball. Go Dogs.